0: Episode number three hundred and forty-two. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. All right, so we got some pleasantries out of the way earlier when Skype was not being very cooperative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we caught up on all the. Uh,
0: yeah. Stuff and poop. Caught up on all the pleasantries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And all the the talking and the discussing and the this and the that and. But. Uh, I watched only one movie this week.
1: I watched the Z- only one, yes, I watched one as well.
0: I wonder if it was the same one. Probably. Was it a Marvel film? Sure was. Uh, whew, yeah. That was uh, That was uh <laughs> That was that was that was a movie I glad I, I didn't spend ticket on. <laughs> yeah yeah. We'll get there. All right. Then. All right. Uh, so I did not watch Velma last week. I had a busy week between work and a musical concert. My son and I went to my oldest one and we ended up in the mo- the mosh pitting. We did the mosh pitting at uh, Black Label Society. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? You know, we were watching the opening act, a local band from Portland, and we, we had General Mission floor tickets. Sure. And so we were um, – the plan was to kind of stand in the back. Anyhow, but uh, there was really no one there for that opening act, so we kind of moved up because why not? There was nobody there practically. But people were filing in as it happened. And then this, then the then the Exodus came out. They were playing. And um, like first song in, the mosh pit opened up. Around us. And I thought we were far enough back because normally it's right at the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. But instead, we had like eight feet of people, <clears throat> then the mosh pit and then the rest of the people. Oh. And like we were like right in that cusp of it broke out literally around us. So we kind of got caught in the mosh pit initially, uh, but then we didn't leave. Well, we were like stood on the wall for a while and then we kind of got in and back and forth and and slamming some people around. It was fun. You know, yeah. Kanan had a lot of fun. Did you throw some elbows, Did you throw some fists? So there was one guy that was doing that, like as he walked around, he was doing like the kicks and the arms and literally just one guy. And after like he did that a couple times around, I'm going to call him the self-appointed mosh pit police guy. You know, the mm-hmm. biggest guy said, yeah. all right, that's enough of that. Cycle. Right. Um but you know what Kana was caught off guard is somebody would fall down and like people would aggressively grab them and pick them back up to make sure nobody got hurt. It was very it was very respectful chaos. But I did find out the next day that I can't body check people for three hours anymore. Um no. do for that. Yeah. No? And,
1: yeah. and how did you discover this? Uh, I was, it was the next
0: day. So uh, when I woke up and went, Oh hey. I need to get out of bed. I'm physically not able to. Mm. <laughs> at least not until I started getting the old, you know, blood flowing through the limbs and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. 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 But and I'm then, sure it uh, was,
1: but it sounds like you paid
0: afterwards. Yeah, it was okay though. In the moment it was great. And then after Exodus was done, Black Label Society played. Now I've been to a lot of concerts and there's usually at least 20 to 30 minutes between us, between acts. You know, as they break one down and then they you know the other one plays and everything. It's it feels like it's always longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. Between Troll, who is the local opening band and Exodus, ten minutes. Between Exodus and Black Label Society, 15 minutes. Like they broke that down as fast as they could. Um, I like Black Label Society a lot. Uh Zach Wild's pretty awesome. And um I know you are. Where are you going with that bowl of water? Coffee table. Uh, do you have a uh, placemat over there? Yeah, you will. Um, yeah, Zach Wilde still rocks it pretty hard in Black Label side It was awesome. And then the final act was Anthrax, um, but I was tired and I don't care about Anthrax. And Canaan was all jacked up and pumped, so I was going to stay there for him. Yeah. And then Anthrax, he tur- man. I don't care for them. Uh, and then he t- like he's like oh so awesome I can't believe it's so awesome blah 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 you know I don't like Anthrax I'm just not into their music I just like Black Label Society I was <laughs> like oh well fine, let's leave then so we left <laughs> um yeah so that worked out but yeah I was I was pretty I was pretty pooped anyways and it was only nine thirty but. I was pretty sore, but anyways, it was a good time. So yeah, so that took up my Thursday and then Saturday night I went to the wrestling and yeah, it was, it's just water. It was a good time. It was a good time. How about, how, any distractions for you this week? Take the towel in with you.
1: Let's see. Distractions for me this week. Uh, the cold. Um, oh
0: yeah. That negative, uh, negative yeah. 17 was great.
1: Yeah. They had replaced the uh, furnace in here so that it would be more efficient and it is it's more efficient however um the thermal guy had come to check out the place and he was like you have no insulation on the outside of the house you need to like peel off the boards and Tyvek the whole thing at the very least and they were like okay we can do that but they didn't so it got cold i mean there were a couple of days where it was like 55 in here you know
0: that's unpleasant
1: it is unpleasant but we do have electric blankets we had a space heater um kind of kind of sucks your will to live though when it's that cold. You know, you just don't want to um, do anything.
0: We had so many fires over the weekend because I bet. Friday night to Saturday, most of the day Saturday. It was like 16 to 20 below depending on where you were in central Maine. Yep. Um and so a lot of people and the wind was blowing so hard that the wind chill was like negative 40s to 50. And people were using fireplaces they hadn't used in 20 years or things like that to try to stay warm. Uh, and it was catching their houses on fire.
1: Did you see a lot of entire houses lost or did you see a lot of smoke damage? Like
0: uh, lo- Chimney fires galore. My cousin actually lost his house. I don't know what caused his fire. I found out about it on the Facebook. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. what. Was he in Central causes. Maine as well or? Yeah, basically. He lives kind of over in central West Maine, kind of.
1: Julia's family, apparently their home, um, the furnace died. Oh, no. And then some pipes froze, but they didn't Uh, burst. Yeah. A couple of friends of ours, the ones who introduced us, actually, they they just bought a house in Bangor this past summer. And um, they have the attic is apparently furnished and they have tenants living up there. And so the uh, water pipe into the apartment up there burst and flooded their bedroom and lots of oh, man. damage. and Yep. That's not good. Yeah. So th- this one hit hard and fast and, and it really affected a lot of people. So that was my big distraction. Um, other than that, um,
0: not a lot. Um Yeah. We did something I haven't done in a very, very long time where we actually put a trickle on the faucet before we went to Mm. bed. Yep. And for most of the day. I haven't had to do that in forever. But when it's, you know, negative 50 wind chill, negative 17, negative 20 air temperature, you got to do that. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. We didn't have anything happen with the pipes, fortunately. So that's good. Um, (coughs) But, yeah. um, Definitely, when, when we're looking at a place... You know in the coming while here that's going to be something that we consider a lot you know insulation 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 making sure that pipes are not put up against walls you know external walls i remember jeremy had that problem where he had a water pipe that ran right against the external concrete wall and every time it got cold i'm not talking like this i'm talking like negative two yeah Five degrees like you'd yeah. have to go down there and thaw out the pipes yeah
0: well no, that'll do it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> unfortunately so what'd you watch this week well i didn't get to watch in velma so i got two episodes to catch up. you guys started that at all yet not yet okay um uh i'm all caught up on the last of us Like, we watched yesterday's episode. Okay. Did you watch that yet? I did. Okay. Did you see that the new episode's going to be coming out Friday? Yes. Yes, it will. That's pretty cool. So...
1: D- depending on how things go, you and your wife are going to be over here Friday evening playing games. Yeah, I
0: know. I, I was. I already thought of that. I was like, depending yeah. on what time it is, we might just stay and watch it.
1: <laughs> I was like, I told Julia, I'm like, so this might happen. So I'm thinking about moving this chair over here and like making some <laughs> positions and yeah.
0: Yeah. Like got, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So I did watch that, but I know we talked about that last.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I, not a lot of shows though, like ghosts, young rock, um quantum leap yeah i think i watched yeah csi vegas um and then i watched a couple new shows that's not not a big week for me this week
1: we got a couple more episodes in of mr robot so we're almost done with season two nice um still loving it it's just so frigging good god the rewatch is just amazing um the uh I, I, again, like, I don't want to say anything too loud because I know Julia can hear me, but it's just, we're after season two, you know, we're halfway through and this is the point where Elliot and Mr. Robot are starting to like dissociate from each other. Terrell just finally came back into the picture. um, And Elliot's kind of freaking out, asking people, you know, can you see him? Um, We're about to see the, uh, what is it? The red wheelbarrow for the first time. Uh, Angela oh, kind of yeah. made her power play and uh, she just had that. Oh my God, that, that fucked up scene in the room with the little girl who's working on the Commodore 64. And she's asking her those questions like, you know, have you ever cried during sex is the key in the room, you know, and then white Rose comes in and talks to her. And so we know where that's going.
0: Well, we ultimately know what happens to Angela. Um, yeah, I believe that's the uh, beginning
1: of season three, which we're coming right up on.
0: <laughs> yes, and you are coming right up on there.
1: Um, yep. Um, other than that, we did watch Hellbent, finally. So we finished out that story from Peter Capaldi. Uh, nice. Finished out Maisie Williams, uh, gave the proper send-off to Clara. You know, those two are now floating around out in space until such point that Clara goes back and you know takes care of the julia looked right over at me and i went no we never see them again she's like oh (laughs) but the next one is uh the husbands of river song and that's that's great the university years have not watched any more episodes of extraordinary or poker face yet
0: so how many episodes of poker face have you watched just the premiere Okay. We watched four episodes. <laughs> it's a great show, isn't it? Dude, it is so good. We sat down, watched the premiere on Saturday, and uh-huh. then we just kept watching. And so, like, you know, in the premiere, it's the premise. It's the, We find out, like, she works as a cocktail waitress at a casino. And I will say this. We've seen Natasha Leone in a lot of movies yes. or TV shows. Yeah. And she always plays kind of the same <laughs> like, bummy, white trash type character, and she's kind of playing that, yeah, she's kind of playing that character here, however, when we see her in her cocktail outfit, server outfit, it's like, wow, she looks great, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah, because it was form-fitting, and it was just like, because normally she wears, you just see her in big baggy clothing, and her hair's all, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I was just like, wow, she's, got a little has a little body on there holy shit um but i like wait to watch the rest of the episodes my wife kept calling it this is like murder she wrote because mm-hmm. my wife is rewatching murder she wrote right now
1: oh okay i was going to yeah. say most people are saying that it's more like columbo but it's the same kind of premise it's a murder yeah, mystery it, of the week or a mystery of the week
0: it, it is a murder mystery of the week but no doubt about it i
1: love the so the premiere yeah, that's the one that we've watched. I love that his dad has been introduced just over the phone so far. And, yeah. like, it, it's one did of those. Did you recognize the voice? I kind of did recognize the voice.
0: I, I did straight away. Um, Haven't seen just, him yet. Episode four, I haven't seen him yet. Okay, good. But I know, I know. It has to be Ron <laughs> Perlman. It,
1: that's, it that's who I was thinking as well. I saw... Uh, clip of you know this season on and i swear to god i saw gary Busey, and i'm like he can't be the dad
0: oh yes you you did see gary Busey.
1: okay okay good i'm like no i I have
0: not seen an episode yet but at the end of episode four they give you like uh you know in the coming weeks or whatever yeah and like you see like there's so many stars that are in this there are it's amazing yeah um but no each it's weird because it's like each week is a new murder mystery where like the police aren't involved, but they are, but they're not. And it's just – it's really well done, and we enjoy the hell out of it. Episode five's up, 5 is up there now. We were actually going to watch that today, but then instead – oh, we were going to watch it last night, but then we remembered we still haven't watched Oak Island from this week yet, so we watched that. Mm. And then 1923 came back yesterday, but we didn't watch that yet. Instead, we watched uh, – we, well, we went to bed, but we watched uh, The Last of Us today Cause I was going to put it on poker King face poker face. And then I said, Oh wait, no, the last of us. So we watched that instead. Um, but yeah, no, we, we love poker face. I can't wait for you to watch more episodes. It's so, so, so good. It's so satisfying. So well done.
1: It is just the one episode that I watched. I loved, you know, the end of it where he just like walks over the edge, just like thump, yep. thump, gone. Yep. Um, I love, um, Benjamin Bratt there. I, I, Love his character. Yeah. Um, and I like that. There's always the it looks like there's always the theme of she's on the run. Like, yes.
0: Yeah. She's definitely on the run. You know, like
1: he gave her that job because he saw potential in her, but he didn't want her gambling. And he was like, this is how I control her. Basically.
0: Yes. <coughs> yep. Um, no, it's very well done. She's not, it's, it's weird. Like she can tell when people's lying she so mm-hmm. can figure things out but at the same time she's kind of flighty and doesn't remember like basic things like the word mm-hmm. like evidence locker you know like the little yeah. cell that you put the stuff in uh you mean the jail cell no 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 the little cell that you put the stuff in you think mm-hmm. we make little jail cells to put people <laughs> stuff in like yep. the cops being kind of like an ass at first and they're like evidence hey, evidence locker where you put you know like it was funny
1: it's a, um, it's a really nice touch Because, you know, somebody like that who they just like they know all the time, they almost seem to be like a superhuman kind of thing. And so it's nice that they kind of offset her with memory issues like that or the basically the alcoholism that, you know, she's got running on. Um, Yeah, I like it.
0: Humanized. I like it, too. I'm digging it. I love the first four episodes. Um, You're going to like them. You should just start watching them. Yes. Uh, new episodes every Thursday, you know?
1: Yep. (coughs) Have you watched any, have you sat down to watch any extraordinary?
0: So I started watching the first episode.
1: And then you like fell asleep or.
0: I fell asleep while I was watching and I haven't gone back yet, but I did watch the first episode of Lockwood and company. How is it? So I like it quite a bit. So it'll get canceled. Probably. It's TV 14. Mm hmm. This universe is a universe where ghosts are real, Mm -hmm. and they can hurt you, and only, like, teenagers can battle them. Because of their sensitivity, they're the only ones that can see the ghosts, if you will. Okay. Or, Kind of like
1: how, in the Marvel Universe, mutants get their powers as teenagers.
0: Yes, kind of. And so they rely on these kids to go exercise these houses or whatever, you know, fight these ghosts and everything. And it's it's rather interesting. Our main character doesn't come from a great house. Um, good story development, good character development in the first episode here. I, I, I enjoyed it. I won't give away more than that. You should definitely check it out. It's worth your time okay. there. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you watch Extraordinary? I
1: just asked you about that.
0: I know. Oh no, we haven't watched any watched watched new ones it. yet. No. Okay. You didn't No, You didn't say if you, how many episodes have you watched so far? Four, I think four or okay. five worth checking out though, obviously if you're up to episode five.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it gives me vibes of uh, dead pixels. Mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of British, you know, wanky humor. Um, but the, like I said, the powers that people have, some of them are cool. Some of them are just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um,
0: Lockwood and, is a British comedy, British show as well. Oh, cool! I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's uh, very British.
1: <laughs> very British, sir. Uh. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how many streaming shows we're watching compared to actual like TV shows on the network.
1: Well. Yeah, I feel like we're still kind of in a dead spot for network shows, yeah. but also. Who cares about most of them? They're, they're all reality shows these days anyway.
0: Well, I mean, and even then, like, I watched Night Court. I mean, I enjoy it. It's mindless. It's 21 minutes of mindlessness. Same thing of How I Met Your Father. I watched episode two of that. But it's nothing I would go celebrate and say, oh, my God, you got to watch this. It's so great. It's more along mm-hmm. the lines of, like, I played cribbage online on the computer while it was on.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: You know what I mean? Or, like, yep. I researched places for us to go because... You know, Kate and I will be married 10 years this June. So, Congrats. going on Yeah, kind of wild, isn't that? <laughs> uh so we're planning on a our 10 year wedding anniversary trip um, that we're going to do the week Wesley's at summer camp because Wesley's going to the church summer camp for a week this year. Nice. Um yeah, so the week he's gone uh like uh, July 30th to like August 5th or something like that. We're going to go away. So we're going to go drop him off in New Hampshire. And our first stop is Niagara Falls. We're going to stay a couple nights there. And then we're going to kind of head back around probably to we can, or back in upstate New York. And then back to New Hampshire to pick him up on Saturday on the way home. Nice. So that's kind of the plan. So like those are like I put those shows on or like an episode of the X-Files or an episode of Grimm when I'm kind of half paying attention to the TV. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So again, I mean, I don't dislike them, but they're nothing I would say. Holy cow! You got to watch this. It's so f- it's, it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Night Court is um is yeah, it's definitely one of those. Um, you watched the most recent one, episode four, I'm assuming.
0: Yes, where John yeah. Larroquette's now like uh, everyone's you know grabbing his butt and mm-hmm. yeah, loving him, loving him. Wendy yeah. Malik
1: is there, and she's basically trying to yes. get revenge.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, so like it's good, but it's just it's not phenomenal. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Yep. <clears throat> the um I put on in the background because sometimes when I'm like playing a game or something like that, I want something on in the background and it has to be something that I don't care about and that I don't want to, you know dedicate all my time to so this time i caught up on the rookie and that's all i'm gonna nope that's all i'm gonna say i i'm caught up the end would you
0: recommend that i get caught up on the rookie or should i just stick to not watching it
1: no i will say one thing Uh. um bradford and chen are dating as you know um so they realized very quickly that having him in her chain of command doesn't work uh, because, you know, they worry about each other or blah, blah, blah. It compromises surprising. And so he basically goes and talks to gray about it. Gray's like, yeah, well, there's one job that's available and it's basically court liaison. So he will sit at a desk and do the court liaison thing. Um, but at least that way he's out of her chain of command. Cause it's either that or she has to transfer precincts. Uh, yeah. And then within one episode, they all band together and develop this web of, well, if this person retires, then this person can go there because this person wants to go to that job. And then this person could slide over into their job and this person could slide over into their job. And then Tim could be on Metro, which is, you know, SWAT essentially. So, yeah, took him one episode and met Tim's now on SWAT. Yep.
0: <sighs> Young Rock. Um I really enjoyed this episode. I loved this episode. We got the like we got the three stories of like his his uh, of Pat Patterson when he first started in wrestling in the 60s, Andre the Giant and High Chief Peter Maivia and how like Pat and Louie um I thought it was a beautiful tribute to Pat Patterson quite frankly. Mm. Um cuz Pat was very influential in the rock in his career and Pat was very inf- influential in wrestling. Um and yeah, he was a guy that was gay and he had a, his friend Louie that he loved and and um people did he really come it.
1: up with the royal rumble he
0: actually yeah not 1960 but in the 80s yes he's the one that invented the royal rumble like nice. like the first one happened at a house show where they tested it tested it and then it became a tv special uh when so jim crockett promotions put on a pay-per-view called the bunkhouse stampede and to counter program it wwe gave away a free show on the usa network a special called the royal rumble so the first one actually aired on the usa network um and Hacksaw saw jim Duggan at one it was a 20-man royal rumble and um it was a good match after that in 89 it became a pay-per-view so that was a great story i loved andre's story of how he mm. you know that 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 told that was the true story of how Andre kind of got discovered by the guy and got Andre into wrestling and and then High Chief, you know, being the stunt coordinator on the Bond film with Connery. That was that was true. You know, I don't know if that's what led to him starting his own promotion in Hawaii or not, but I mean, like, so it was I just thought it was really, really cool because we didn't actually see like young Dewey or teenage Dewey.
1: Exactly it was all about the people who were influential in his life and not them influencing him, but where they came from. And that was the magic for me. Like, I love this episode.
0: Yeah. The Pat Patterson story really like touched me a lot because I was like, it was a really great tribute to Pat. Um, and then Andre's story was funny. (laughs) It Um, was
1: cute. Yeah. He was, you know what I do when people disrespect me, challenge them to a drinking contest.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, so that, that was great. I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, great episode. Really, really good episode. Thanks. Um, so I, I, I did yeah. I did work. Uh, I guess I did watch another movie technically this week. I didn't really watch it, though, but it was on TV. Um, on Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, I was working the floor, and Groundhog's Day was on AMC. So I played I, – I think they played it on like a 24-hour loop or something. Um but so I did kind of watch Groundhogs day Groundhogs
1: day. <laughs> so it was a Groundhog day loop of Groundhog day
0: Yeah So which leads us into the Quantum Leap episode Oh <sighs> Did you like it? Did you
1: not like it? I I loved it and I knew what was happening for the most part right from the get-go like the moment he exploded i was like oh we're gonna have a time loop episode and then when i saw he jumped into somebody else i'm like somebody has to notice real fucking fast that he's in a different body and he's cycling through like this is not random he only gets one shot with each person and i'm i'm very disappointed that it took them until the end to finally realize
0: that I like that they got Janice on the show, uh, kind of helping them out working together. And then yep. them all kind of looking at things from each other's point of view on it and not having the that one-sided point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. The scientist guy that I like how they, when uh, Ben was in his body, how he still made the bomb go off. Cause he tried to, you know, click the <laughs> pen through, right uh-huh. with it, and it didn't work, you know? And, so I like how they tied that in because it's like that's how he accidentally did it because how would he accidentally do it, right? Without, you know, so they made it made sense. Um, yeah, I liked it.
1: I did as well. I thought that it was a lot of fun. Um, the fact that although this is the thing, so like we had the hospital one where he had to save three people, and you know that was like, well, okay, that's high stakes. Then to jump right into the next one where it's like now you've got to save six people.
0: And yeah, you know, because well, six people we know of plus everybody else in the building. Right. You know, and they
1: all had cover up, you know, oh, they died this way. and Well, no. Um, yeah, I thought that it was very interesting. Um, yeah. I liked it. I do love a good time loop when it's done right. And I like the rules of this one, like I said, where he basically got one shot per body yep. to do it. Um,
0: I like the explanation of Ziggy. When they yeah. like, why can't Ziggy figure uh, this out? Ziggy is an AI that, you know, as new data comes in, formulates new theories. like
1: From his eyes. Like, whatever he yeah. sees. Yeah. Um, they've been doing a really good job of that with this show. Like, uh, a couple episodes back, they basically taught. Well, actually, no, it was this episode. Where they went and saw his body inside the, the chamber and watched his heartbeat go out. So... We kind of, they kind of undid the old idea that, you know, Oh, um, somebody that you could go into the waiting room and talk to them, you know, that's not happening when his, when he died back there in that mind, his body dies here. So it's not like they soul swapped or anything like that. Oh, now we've got Ben's body with this guy's soul in it. Nope. So they're doing a good job of explaining and unexplaining some stuff, which I really like.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh I think they do a really good job. Um more so than the original run of kind of explaining the science. Other than like Ziggy says this, okay, but we don't mm-hmm. question how Ziggy got the information. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yep. Um but yeah, no, I think I think they've done a good job of that. Um yeah, it's a decent show. I like it. Um I thought uh, well I don't know if you watch CSI or not it was an interesting story a uh, woman wakes up from a coma after being kind of poisoned and there's a mystery to solve of who actually murdered the person and it's kind of neat because like she'd been in a coma I think like 4 years by this point and the business that she owned was shuttered after and it was still there so like the crime scene was still there mm-hmm. so that was okay. interesting um Again, it doesn't blow me away. It's just entertaining. Fair enough. You know, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of television right now. It doesn't blow me away. It's just entertaining, with the exception being The Last of Us and um, Ghosts and even Poker Face. Ghosts. I love Ghosts. This week's episode was fantastic.
1: Was this the finale? I feel like this was the finale. I,
0: I don't know. It didn't really feel
1: final. It didn't, but I remember that this was a shorter season. Um, huh. Let me double-check here, but I feel like this was... Yeah, I think that we only got 13 episodes this year. No, no. Now it's saying that we've got more. Okay. So, The Family so, Business, Ghost Hunter.
0: That was when we just saw it was Ghost Hunter. Yep. And
1: That's then we've so- got Trevor's Body, A Date to Remember, and Isaac's book.
0: Okay, so we got, definitely got more. But yeah, so the, uh, the their assistant there, their clerk that works at the front desk... Freddie. He brings in this machine that he got in Latvia or whatever that uh, is supposed to, like, attract a ghost. And then when they touch it, it sucks them inside. And (laughs) And he
1: put a cookie out there so that it would lure them in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. An an Oreo, yeah. So uh, eventually, like, you know, uh, Thorfinn touches it to show he's braved and he's pulled inside and Mm -hmm. then Flower accidentally touches it and I love more than once we had where they're in the machine but you can hear them talking and it's like oh Thor got sucked in the machine wait for it oh my god (laughs) you know like that happened so many times it was hilarious Yep. on the other side Freddy sold his car to somebody and so Sass's girlfriend's not there anymore and Jay buys the car back um, almost doesn't cause he didn't want to spend an extra 50 bucks. So that way Sass can have his girlfriend, uh, except they find out that now she's trapped in the car and can't go anywhere except the car, which is not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So essentially the ghost like, yeah, you got to sell the car. So he sells it back to the guy for half the money that he paid for it. Yeah. So they kind of so- got screwed on that one.
1: I kept saying to Julia over and over again, and I don't know if you had this thought. I was like, "Okay, so we've got this ghost trap.
0: Yes, sucks yes, I in. did.
1: Yes, I'm like, why don't if she she could have been the third ghost for starters? Like Pete didn't yeah. have to do it. They could have gone out, let her touch it, get sucked in, and then bring her into the house and see if that breaks her away from the the car. I
0: said the same thing to Kate. They should try to do this, but they did not. Nope, they did I not. did think it was funny because they teased it back from, like, it might have been last season or earlier this season, where, like, Thorfinn won the date Flower, but Flower doesn't like to be, you know, monogamous, so they need to get a, a, a third wheel, if you will, and she chose Pete. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, now the threesome that's in the machine is Thorfinn, mm-hmm. Flower, and Pete. Yep. So I thought that was the jokes there were funny. And then, of course, it ends, though, with with Flower like going like, I'll go on a date with you, just the two of us, you know? Yeah. Uh, being in there made me realize, you know, blah, blah. But when Pete gets in there, he's like, hey, guys, I'm here. And they're making out. And then Flower grabs his neckerchief and pulls him forward. He's like, no, not like that. Like, it was great. <laughs> yep. It just played <laughs> off. I can't remember if it was earlier this season or last season, but it played off that. And I thought it was funny. And I loved it. Um, Yeah. I just enjoy the show. It's just a damn good show. It's funny. Same. Same, and Kate will say yeah. at the end of every episode, she'll even say, like, I don't know why that's so good, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm worried. I don't know if this is going to be good. It's great. It's super fun. It's cute. It's enjoyable. They always keep it fresh. Um, yeah. I love Jay's character. I love how he keeps growing. You know where he's like, "Hun, I may not be able to see or hear the ghosts, but I am deeply invested in them and I care about them. If they're trapped, yeah. I want to help free them."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. But Freddie did end up quitting at the end because he couldn't live in a place that was haunted, especially when they refused to admit that there's ghosts there. Uh huh. So, yeah, it is what it is. And kind of the background story of this now is the fact that there's a uh. Um, like there's guests coming in and out of the bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. but like, they're not the primary focus. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Talk about ghosts made me think of a great moment in quantum leap. It's when Ben, I think he's in the scientist doctor's body is talking to at Ad- his name's not Ad- Addison. And. They're just, he's just talking openly to her in front of everybody because he doesn't care. They're about to explode. Oh, next time we'll do blah, 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 blah. And then it pans back. She's like, who are you talking to? And then everyone's staring at him. And yep. he's like, ah, and then explosion. Like, I thought that was great. Like <laughs> it was. Yeah. Cause like, I always question, like when they go off to the side to talk, like, can't people hear him? He's talking so loud. Like, right. I know it's for our benefit, but come on. <laughs> I loved it. Um, last of us. Is that it?
1: Let me check. Young rock. Is turning on this Doctor um, yeah, I think it's just the last of us show uh, movies, news, trailers.
0: All right. Well, movies, I watched black Panther Wakanda forever.
1: I also watched that movie.
0: Um, it just went on forever hours and 43 minutes to be precise
1: it was a very long movie um you didn't like it though
0: um i'm not gonna say i disliked it i'm gonna say it's not a marvel movie i ever need to watch again there was okay. not a single moment in it that made me go oh my god like others have or made me think like I could just sit down and casually watch this again. I just, I thought it was too plotting. I thought it was too long. Um, yeah. How about you?
1: I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah, it, it's not my favorite ever, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the fact like when we first heard that it was called Wakanda forever and somebody had said, you know, this is going to be about Wakanda. It really was like, the yeah. kind of like the original black Panther where you were like, wow, Wakanda was just as much of a character as Chadwick Boseman was. Um, yeah. it was the same way here. You know, you, you'd be hard pressed to say who the main character was here. Like Shuri probably Sorry, had what's... the most, the most screen time, etc. But you know, this was an introduction for Namor. This was an introduction for Telokan. This was a, uh, an introduction for Riri Williams. Um, the queen really got the spotlight for a lot of this. Um, and I was surprised to see, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character back in here in the capacity she was in. It wasn't just like a cameo kind of thing. Um, interesting little twist that she's the ex-wife of Ross. Uh, yeah. Um, I liked, I really liked seeing that the, um, Telokan people are essentially fucking badasses. Um, but <laughs> kind of like the old joke goes with Aquaman, they are absolute badasses until they get five feet away from
0: water. And yep. then. <laughs> right. So I thought the movie moved. I thought it was too slow. It was too plodding. I feel like it had pacing issues. It struggled to keep my attention for parts of it. Um, And I'm not saying not every Marvel movie's kept my attention entirely. I just... You know, I I, I hate to say... I don't think they peaked with uh, Endgame. You know? Uh, But they really have kind of struggled with the standalones after that. And I don't count Spider-Man No Way Home, because that is a Sony Pictures movie.
1: Still part of the Marvel Universe,
0: though. Yes, it is still part of the Marvel Universe, but I mean, like, it's kind of also building its own little mini-universe on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it felt really plotting to me, and let's see here. Like, what have we, what have we gotten? Like, so, like, since uh, Black Widow, I mean, that was decent, right? Yeah. We've um, had
1: WandaVision, we've had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we've had Loki, right. we've had Hawkeye, um, we had the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special.
0: Sure. Well, okay. Uh, the Disney properties, the Disney. Okay, so the movies. Let's just focus on the movies real quick. Okay. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I enjoyed that. I thought that was great.
1: That was decent.
0: I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. that thoroughly. The Eternals. Boy, did that get panned. Everyone hated that
1: still haven't like. watch that one yet it's always one of those like oh we have to get around to watching that oh yeah Well, you,
0: sh- you should but it was it was okay spider-man no way home beyond phenomenal uh dr strange the multiverse of madness okay that was decent you know i liked it i loved so, that th- there was some Absolutely amazing moments it. in it there was some amazing characters in it um yeah, so okay, I'll take back my I did a peek at Endgame because it didn't because I've liked a lot of this Love and Thunder. Taika Waititi did a fantastic job with that. Yeah,
1: I, a so, lot of people have problems with it, but a lot of people have a problem with a lot of things lately. So fuck them.
0: Fair enough, but so I guess I'm just gonna say this: this Wakanda Forever, it was just too long and too plotting, and I don't know. Like I was never a huge Namor fan growing up, so maybe like I didn't mark out because Namor was introduced. Um,
1: they changed his origin uh, oh, to be yeah. Mesoamerican instead of Atlantean. Um, yes, yes, and I get that, you know, they're they're trying to adapt to things. But I felt like for the most part, it was a pretty spot on representation of how we met him in the comics as well. You know, he was a dick, and he was like, "Atlantis rules," and the rest of you suck it. And um, he was never like he was a hero when he wanted to be, but he was never um, like. Uh, a great guy.
0: Yeah. So I just, I don't know. It's definitely not a movie. I'll go back and watch. Okay. That's kind of how, that's kind of how I feel about that. It's just not, like I'm going to go back and watch. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I watched it in one setting and I just wasn't like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought that it brought us back into the world. And, you know, one of the problems with Wakanda was that they basically sit behind their force fields, and they're hidden off there. And so it was kind of like, they're impervious. Uh, we got to see the first, you know, breakaway from that in um, Infinity War, when... Yes. They when basically Thanos's army showed up and we're like, no, we're coming in here. Um, And now we see it again. We're basically, you know, France, the United States. They're all like, we want your stuff. We want your uh, your vibranium. And, you know, they're willing to go to war in some of these smaller places. But the nation itself was like, ha, you can't touch us. And then Namor just swam up to it and is like, hey, go fuck yourself. So it was nice to see them kind of get the chink in the armor, I guess. They're no longer, you know, completely perfectly protected where they are. Uh, I
0: feel like the I feel like they could probably could have told the same story with like forty five minutes to an hour taken off that. Movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which parts were, do you think were the like the weak area, the ones that could have been removed.
0: Um, well, it's just like they introduce so many characters. Mm-hmm. And so you have to take the time to introduce those characters and tell the backstory on them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, and so maybe you couldn't really pull, pull stuff from the movie. I think probably maybe the majority of it was Shuri being sad, Mm-hmm. or trying to figure things out. I don't know. I guess I don't know a hundred percent where they could have pulled it from. I just, okay.
1: I know that one of the things I'm quite sure they did was Shuri was meant to be a, um, not a, necessarily an avatar of, but she was meant to kind of be the voice of the audience, you know, because it wasn't just that her brother died in the movie, you know, he died in real life and, you know, people were very upset that Chad Boseman died. Just like she said in there, it was kind of like a, a brief, almost throwaway line. But she said, you know, my brother suffered in silence. And yes. by the time he said anything, I couldn't help him. And that was reflective of real life. You know,
0: absolutely. So, that was yes.
1: Among yep. other things, she was meant to be the stand in for the audience and to say, you know, we understand that you're grieving. We understand that you're so, yeah, I, I get where that's coming from. Absolutely. Next up we have Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania though.
0: I'm excited about that.
1: That's coming up in a couple weeks here and then
0: eleven days. Oh wow. Are you gonna go see it?
1: Um we might. We we're talking about the fact that we've we've never had a uh, a movie theater experience together. We've gone to uh, drive ins, but we've never gone to the movie theater together. So
0: Yeah, I want to go see that. Yep. That is one I do want to go see in theaters, and I don't want to wait for Disney Plus or anything. Yeah. And then not too long after that, May 5th, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, which I'm yep. absolutely going to the theaters to see that.
1: That one's that, – that's got a lot riding on it because that's the end. That's, you know, the breakup of the team, the final story. Yeah. That's the final James Gunn story. So
0: Um we also have the T V series What If season two, Secret Invasion, Loki season two, Ironheart, all come uh, and Echo and Agatha, Coven of Chaos, all coming out this year throughout the year. No I
1: thought no Ironheart story. was a movie. Is that gonna be a series?
0: It's gonna be a series. Okay. No set dates, but early, early, mid, mid, late, late, late. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, oh hell's bells news and uh, stuff news and stuff so let me share some news with you that i got earlier today okay uh, and this just seems like bullshit okay So amc theaters are gonna start <laughs> charging different ticket prices for the movies based on where your seat is in the theater
1: uh-huh.
0: i mean can you imagine that I mean, it's happening, so you're not really imagining it. They're, but like, that
1: is just is what
0: it is. Absurd. Right. Like, so, oh, if you want to sit in the premium sightline seats, it's going to cost you more money than if you sit closer or further away or on the sides.
1: So I didn't read the article. I was wondering if they were going to go that approach or if they were going to say normal price is for the premium seats and then nope, everything else will give charge, you a discount.
0: They're going to charge a higher price for the premium sightlines they're going to charge a lower price for like front row where no one wants to sit. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to charge a standard price for other seats. So there'll be three tiered pricing in the theater.
1: I feel for them because they right now movie theaters are dying. I mean, we just, you have to admit it. Movie theaters are dying and they're doing whatever they can to try to stay afloat. Um, I think it's a dumb idea, but you know, at least they're getting creative.
0: Well, it's only for, you know, non-matinees, which matinees start at 4 o'clock. I mean, the evening movies start at 4 o'clock now instead of 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not for, like, the early screenings or for discount $5 Tuesdays. It's just for standard evening screenings of movies. Ugh. I just can't even imagine that. It's just (laughs) so absurd to me. It's crazy. Yeah. So
1: absurd to me. Whatever. like I said, within the next decade, we could see movie theaters either gone or relegated to basically what like state street cinema was at the end or, um, railroad square was where they're essentially just like for indie stuff. You know, art house films or, you know, film marathons. Um, yeah. I'm not excited about it, but... I'm not at all. It, it's the same way that, like you said earlier, we're watching more streaming stuff than network stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. somebody might argue, well, I mean, Nightcore, Quantum Leap, Ghost... <laughs> you know young rock these are all shows that are network shows and you guys are watching them but we're not
0: watching them on the networks we're watching them on the no, streaming
1: platforms
0: and I'm watching them on Peacock and on Hulu yeah. yep and on Paramount Plus
1: yep
0: <coughs> so
1: speaking of uh so last week when we were talking I was like oh yeah we're going to watch billions but why don't have showtime uh, apparently somebody was listening because now they're like, by the way, uh, Paramount plus and Showtime are now merging and they're going to be one platform and it's going to be everything on there.
0: Yeah. I saw that. I don't know what the price point's going to be on it. Cause I just bought a year of Paramount plus for a hundred bucks.
1: They didn't uh, say last
0: month.
1: They, they haven't said if it, I, I can't imagine that they're going to jack it up because people like People might go for an extra two, three bucks. But if yeah. they were like, Oh, now instead of paying ten dollars a month, you're paying twenty because we're giving you two networks worth of stuff, nobody's gonna take that because they're gonna say, We didn't sign up for it. Like right. I was getting one of these and I don't care about the rest of it. Right.
0: What else you got for news?
1: Well, um, we, d- we found out that a lot of the HBO stuff that kind of got thrown out the window, like Westworld, uh, is now going to be on Roku.
0: They're, yeah, Roku TV. Yep. Well, Freebie is, is Amazon. Oh, okay. They did away with IMDb TV, and that's Freebie now. Roku TV that's is just right. Roku
1: TV, yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically all of HBO Max's stuff that they have removed from their active catalog, mostly shows that they've canceled, but they're like, Nope, they're not going to be here anymore. They're kind of shifting them right over to Roku TV. Interesting move. Um, So you're going to get to watch Westworld
0: for free, I guess. With commercials probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So last week, the, we hadn't finished watching the previous Sundays, the last of us, we had cut it off. We said like a half hour to go. Cause it was like a 75 minute episode. Uh-huh. And then you sent me that like, Oh, apparently there was a two hour cut of it and they cut it down 45 uh-huh. minutes. I actually would love to see the two hour cut.
1: I would as well. A lot of people are saying, we'd love to see this. And apparently most of the people who did see the original cut said that it made them cry even more. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm doing a spoiler, but I mean, I can, they they introduced us to two new characters on a show that were not with us by the end of the episode. Uh And you got emotionally attached to these two characters through the 75 minutes of TV. And it was actually so sad that they were gone by the end of the episode. Yep. And I sincerely hope they don't bring them back in any way, any flashbacks, or I I really don't, to be honest, because it was such a beautiful story that, yeah, yeah. You sent me the video and then the write up of James Gunn explaining uh, <laughs> DC, chapter one of the DCU.
1: So he has pissed off a lot of fanboys right now. Oh yeah. Um, you know he he basically he did a nice video where he said, "Here's what's coming," and a lot of the projects. I was talking to a buddy of mine who is a big DC fan and yeah. uh he was like this is fucking garbage and um you know we we got into it and i was like dude like some of this stuff on here i'm excited for booster gold i've wanted to see booster gold in a real capacity for forever
0: well and here's what i find is interesting is the first thing he said is everything that's out there now is going to be called elseworlds yep and the new dcu because he wants to line up tv and movies so nothing is connected anymore mm-hmm you know, uh everything we've seen so far in the DCU is now Elseworld, mm-hmm. But it's gonna kick off with the Flash.
1: And it's the Ezra Miller Flash, and it right. is going to it's essentially going to be Flashpoint, and he is going to destroy the existing DC universe and remake it into this new DC universe.
0: So but aren't all the characters from this like a first one like you know, like in a flash movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of it, they'll be gone. He will destroy that universe. Yeah. Or they'll be relegated to the else worlds, you know, and it's not just the stuff that we've seen before, like black Adam and, and Shazam and stuff like that. He also said that this includes things like Joker, Rob Pattinson's Batman, um, the Teen Titans go like all the DC stuff that's outside of here. Um, He wants his big thing is that he wants the same actors to be playing the same characters across, whether they show up in a TV show or a movie, kind of like what Marvel did.
0: Right. If it's animation, he wants them to voice the characters. If they're on the TV show, he wants it to be the same characters on the TV show. That's going to be in the movie. I get it, but it just shocks me that he's starting it with the flash.
1: And I think from a comic nerd standpoint, it does make sense because the movie's already shot, it's already in the can, um, and this is one of the few, like, it's like Doctor Who would say, it's a fixed point. Like, the Flash destroys The universe he destroys the multiverse you know whatever he gets lost trying to save the multiverse Um, it it is something that would make sense and if he just decided hey we're going to nuke everything and reboot I mean you're not going to do that with an Aquaman movie you're not going to have Batman say I'm going to detonate a device that's going to destroy the universe and remake it all like that's just not going to happen so I, I get where it's coming from that at the same time um I think it's a little, uh, tone deaf that he's also, uh, supporting Ezra Miller. And yeah, basically Ezra Miller and Zachary Levi, who I don't know if you've been following that, but Jesus over the past couple of weeks, it's come out that Zach's, um, a little bit troubled. He's, he's been, uh, making some anti-vaxxer statements and some pretty strong opinions on similar topics. Um, Some people are coming forward saying that he's not a very nice person, uh, but James Gunn is supporting both of them. And I don't know. He just took over there. They're his people in that universe. So good for him for, you know, sticking up for his boys. But at the same time, got to be careful with that kind of stuff.
0: We'll see what happens, I guess. I don't know. But anyhow, so he laid it out. We got, the only thing he put a date on was Superman Legacy, July mm-hmm. 11th, 2025. He's writing it. Yep. The first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. That's how he refer- referred to this. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Yep. We're getting The Authority, uh, The Brave and the Bold, Batman Brave and the Bold, a Supergirl, one, Woman of Tomorrow movie, and Swamp Thing. Which I'm excited about the swamp thing in the potential. I'm excited later.
1: about the swamp thing. They had the TV series that I never did watch because they canceled it too soon. Yeah. Um, but that's one of those that I love. Uh, the Brave and the Bold can go fuck itself because introducing your first Robin to the DC universe as Damian Wayne eat a dick. Damian Wayne is a fucking <sighs> asshole. Go I fuck know this. he is.
0: But the reality is, like, I understand also them not wanting to start over. We've seen they're not the even going to story. give us a Nighthawk.
1: They're not going to give us Dick Grayson. They're not going to give us Jason Todd to begin with. I, like, But we've seen all of them, like in,
0: in the Teen Titans TV show, which is now Elseworld. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I have a big problem with Damian Wayne. And so the fact that they're jumping right in with that, it just really, really rubs me the wrong way. Um.
0: I hope we get another Robert Pattinson batman movie
1: they're already working on the second one in that but again it's going to be elseworlds
0: i'm fine with that i enjoyed that one thoroughly it shocks me how much i enjoyed it
1: my uh my buddy there john his name's also john uh you know his his comment was that a lot of the stuff that james gunn said during his video was i'm really excited about this i really love these comics these are stories that i wanted to tell and you know his comment was well why didn't you ask the fans you know, why is this all stuff you want to do? And I kind of, I hit back and I said, you know, the fans are divided. The fans don't know what they want. You know, they barely know who they want cast in what role, much less who they want on the screen. Like for everybody that hates Damian Wayne, there's other people who are like, Oh, thank God. All you have to do is go look at the comment sections for any one of these posts. And you'll see an probably not an equal amount, but you will see everything from this is fucking great to this is fucking garbage. Like th- you yep. can't ask the fans what they want.
0: No, it's too, they're too divided, too split. You're right. They don't know what they want.
1: And you know, I kind of gave him the point that when the Marvel cinematic universe started, my first thought was iron man. Why the fuck are you going to lead up with iron man? Why not yep. like the X-Men or the fantastic four, or you know, anybody, but iron man. Four? Why are you bringing four into this? Jesus!
0: And it turned out great. It worked very well for them. Yep. <laughs> quite frankly, uh, we get in uh, Superman Woman of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which is based on the the 2022 miniseries. It's going
1: to be a sci-fi. Yeah. Rather than just a straight up superhero. Yep.
0: yep. Um And then the Swamp Thing movie, which I am. It's going to be very dark," he said. So I'm I'm very yep. excited about that. He
1: did say that the uh, DC Cinematic Universe, Extended Universe, whatever you're calling it, um, it's going to be both R-rated and PG, you know, yes. depending yep. on the property.
0: Uh, for the television series, we're getting Creature Commandos.
1: Interesting that he's going to kick off with like Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Monster. Yeah,
0: um, that was that was Rick Flag
1: Senior. Uh, and he's he's the showrunner for it. Yep. And Weasel's in there because, you know, Weasel. Yep.
0: Uh Waller, which is Amanda Waller, uh, which I'm 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 pretty kind of excited about because mm-hmm. they're actually gonna have uh Viola Davis play her still.
1: Yep. It um, says it'll feature Team Peacemaker, and it's written by Watchmen's Christy Hen Crystal Henry and Supernatural's Jeremy yep. Carver. Jeremy Carver did some good stuff.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Um, Lanterns, which is going to have is it uh, John Stewart and Hal Jordan in this?
1: Which is amazing because that's one of the things with the Green Lantern is that there's so many of them and people can go back and forth and be like, oh, I like this one, I like, you know. But to bring both of them in as a basically a buddy cop show.
0: So I saw, Rude shared with me, our buddy Rude showed with me the other day, this Comic-Con exclusive Green Lantern 2-pack that I'd never seen or heard about, and he'd never seen it either. But it features, I think it's Hal Jordan, and the second figure is a Predator Green Lantern. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they are throughout the universe. They're protectors, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, which is on the Amazons where, you know, wonder woman came from.
1: Yep. The mascara.
0: Yeah. And then booster gold, like what you talked about. Um, I like how he called him. He's like a superhero that has imposter syndrome. Yes. And he is a loser in the future who came back in time to become kind of like a, a make a name for himself.
1: He, He comes back in time to basically he uses what's common technology in the future it, yes. it would be like if you and I went back right now to the Dark Ages and showed them a smartphone, and yes. they'd be like, "You're a god." You know, he essentially does the same thing. He he, touts himself as a, a superhero. Um, then there's the whole thing in the comics where, he, I believe he was the son of um, oh god, uh, Arthur Darville in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Rip Hunter,
0: Rip Hunter. Oh yeah, Rip Hunter. Yeah,
1: yeah I believe he's Rip Hunter's son. Either that or he's Rip Hunter's father. But, yeah, there's a whole time loop thing there.
0: But it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah.
1: They're still moving oh, yeah. forward with the Blue Beetle that's already in production. Um, the Blue Beetle movie, I believe.
0: Yeah. And then the Aquaran movie still coming out later this year as well.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Release... Batgirl.
1: <laughs> yeah, now they've now they've doubled down on that, and people are like, yeah, it was unreleasable. Mm. Stop, stop.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. What else? What's next? Dexter uh, New Blood
1: was canceled as they're considering doing either a Trinity Killer spinoff or a prequel series that follows young teenage Dexter. No interest. Yeah. They, they would really have to, like, work at it to get me interested in that. I think that the story was good. It was self-contained. They gave us new blood to kind of undo their mistake of the past. It's done. And I'm
0: happy. Yeah, that, exactly. Thank you. It's done. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, let's see.
1: CBS, CBS has ordered a Matlock reboot.
0: Kathy Bates has Matlock. Yep. Okay, that's a thing. it's a thing. Um the power
1: based on a book interesting concept where basically teenage girls not all women just teenage girls around the around the world start developing a new organ that allows them to channel and control electricity yeah and essentially they are now in command
0: yeah the synopsis i read was this the world of the power is our world but it's the one with a twist. Suddenly and without warning, all teenage girls in the world develop a power to electrocute people at will. It's an, it's hereditary. It's inbuilt, an and it can't be taken away from them. Coming alive to the thrill of pure power, the ability to even to hurt or even kill by releasing electrical jokes from the fingertips. They rapidly learn they can awaken the power of an older woman. And soon enough, every woman in the world can do it. And then everything is different. Yeah, I don't know. That seems pretty monopolistic right there
1: uh, apparently the book was really good i have not yeah. read it but
0: i have yeah. not either
1: i'll check it out when it comes out <laughs>
0: um let's see fuck yeah, that poster that you sent what me. what's the, the the arachnophobia poster coming soon to hbo max oh yeah. sorry coming soon to imax Executive produced by Steven Spielberg, written and directed by Christopher Landon, just because a spider is crawling out of somebody's ear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's what's wrong with that? No, fuck that poster. Fuck that poster. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, his wife and kids are going to be in a reality series. Why?
1: Because he's apparently he has too much time on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. The family Stallone instead of the family stone.
0: Snake got renewed for a second season. That was kind of shocking.
1: Mm, yep. Uh, early. Early renewal. Yeah. Uh, oh, 1923.
0: Yeah, Another uh, sequel. That, I mean, another uh, uh, renewal for a second season.
1: Yep. And uh, I had to send you that clip from Saturday Night Live. Oh, God. Pedro the Pascal. Mario Kart
0: trailer. That was hilarious.
1: That was so good. They, they did a good job
0: on that. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if watch you fall the off the track? Of a yeah. uh, cloud with a fishing pole comes and puts you back on. Oh. <laughs> the the toad. I love you. I'm Yoshi and I'm
1: bisexual. My name's Toad and I too am bisexual.
0: Uh, <laughs> ah, good times. Yeah. Good times.
1: So I guess that brings us up to the end where we talk about the last of us.
0: Yeah. So if you don't want to hear about Sunday, February 5th episode, we'll talk to you later. Uh, We're going to be talking
1: about episode three and four.
0: Yeah. But if you want to hear about it, stick around. So when I left off on long, long time, episode three, it was right after some Raiders hit the compound. And, uh, Bill went out and got shot. Yep.
1: While he and, was shooting
0: them. Yes. And Frank brings him back in the house and he's helping him. And then it cuts to black. And I was like, Oh, perfect time to pause it. And then we,
1: <laughs> dude, you told me that I'm sitting here like biting my tongue. And afterwards I went in the bedroom and Julia's like, had he watched the episode? And I said, no, this is where I stopped. And she goes, why would you stop there? I was like, I don't know. It
0: was the perfect time to stop it. Um, But obviously, you know, it- Bill lived. Because when they come back from the black, it's like 10 years later. um, Frank's sick. He's terminally ill. We don't know what he has. Probably cancer. It doesn't matter. It it looked like an MS kind of thing. Possibly, yeah. He was in a wheelchair now. And they've had a good, like, what, 15, 17 years together or something like that? Um, 16 years. Uh, So Frank wants to die. And he tells Bill, tomorrow is going to be my last day. I want, you know, this is what I want to have happen. You're going to do this. You're going to get dressed the way I want. You're going to make me a delicious meal and you're going to grind up these pills and put them in this cup and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, earlier in the episode, we do meet like, you know, like on the radio, uh, Frank was talking to Tess and Tess and Joel come to eat like and they have a meal with them and i like joel and bill's like kind of standoffish they understand each other and don't trust each other at the same time
1: yeah like like frank and tess were perfectly fine getting to know each other and oh we'll be new friends and we can trade nope joel and bill are like i don't trust you you don't trust me like we protect our own that's it yep
0: and they were both okay with that you know yep um and that's really we didn't see much of joel or ellie or tess we you know we saw him a little bit but the f- main focus of the 75 minute episode was frank and bill and it was amazing how they met you know frank pull like fr- frank falls into one of bill's traps in the ground you know uh bill thinking it's just one of the i'm gonna call them zombies but what, what were they called infected infected close enough Yeah. Bill thinks it's one of the he goes to shoot him. Turns out it's Frank. He helps him out. You know, he brings him in the house. Um, they have a meal. Frank takes a shower. You know, they, Bill obviously likes him. They play the piano. They fall in love. They live together in this community that Bill is fortified to, you know, protect them and everything. I just, I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I got really attached to the characters. Um, Nick Offerman was amazing absolutely amazing. Yep. Like, uh, I can't like, he wasn't even originally cast to play the character and I can't imagine anyone else playing him,
1: you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I liked his, his, uh, growth from basically hiding out in his bunker underneath his house as the military came in and, you know, ushered everybody away to the QZ, which you would find out later on, when they filled up, they just kind of put yep. people on the side of the road and shot them and yep. left them there to die, uh, burned them. Yes. Uh, so he goes from that to, uh, like when he first came out, see, I, again, I know what was going on. So, uh, he grabbed the boat. Julie was like, Oh, he's going to go fishing. I'm thinking, Nope, Nope. That's, uh, that's basically a trailer. Yeah. And he, uh, fortified the place.
0: Oh, and he loaded up with supplies, you yep. know, and, and everything. And, yeah, it was just, it was, it was good. Like the, their life together was good. It was an awesome story. Frank wants to die. Bill honors his wishes, gives him the cup full of the, you know, the pills full of the, and the wine that that Bill, I mean, that Frank chugs. And then Bill chugs his glass of wine. And Frank just goes, there was pills in the bottle, wasn't there? And he's like, yep, enough to kill a horse. And Bill's like, "I I, I don't have a reason to live without you. And they go in the bedroom, and that's it. And I love that Joel and Ellie find the place. Joel Mm -hmm. knows the code to get in, to get in the gate. That's how close they've kind of become. I love that the note says, to whoever finds us, but probably Joel. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then it goes, to whoever's reading this, but most likely it's Joel. This is what's happened. Don't go in the bedroom. We left the window cracked, but we're probably, you know, like, it's just...
1: It's probably a big mess. Yeah. Um, and he kind of. So, of course, when he wrote that, he didn't know about Ellie. And right. he essentially said in the note to Joel men yeah. like you and I, we're on this planet to protect yeah. someone. You know, take care of who you can, um, take care of Tess. And yeah. of course, Tess is gone, but he realizes now, okay, uh, I'm here yeah. to protect Ellie so it's kind of a turning point there for them as well
0: and i love like they get in that shitty s10 pickup truck and drive away and you know one of kate's he's like did he close the gate behind him man i hope he closed the gate behind him and you know (laughs) um ellie never being in a truck before that was hilarious uh they have the cassette tape i mean just the whole thing was great um It was it was such a wonderful episode. It was a tear jerking episode. And then I don't know if you watch these or not, but after every episode, we watched a little behind the scenes where they tell you about the episode. And it was just so good. And I just again, this is a TV show that's essentially about Joel getting Ellie from point A to point B and what happens along the way. Mm -hmm. And yet in the third episode, just the third episode, they go and take 75 minutes an episode that's 75 minutes long and take 65 of those minutes to establish these two characters that are dead at the end of the episode. I've never seen that on television before.
1: Yeah. It was one of the best things that I've watched in a long time. Like it was, it was so touching. It was so like the scene with the strawberries where the two of them were in the backyard and he shows them the strawberries. He's like, I got some seeds from Tess," and they have it. And they're just like giggling, like little girls. They're just like, overwhelmed by something that simple
0: i like how bill's like what did you trade her for one of your guns which one it doesn't matter does it You have enough of them (laughs) right like
1: yeah and and that's reinforced later when ellie looks at the wall and she's like can i and he's like no and she's like there's a wall of them
0: (laughs) but then she did find a gun later on which comes into play in episode four yeah um they made some ground going from just outside of boston to kansas city so
1: before we get into that, I want to go back and do kind of like you do with the Young Rock. Um, oh, sure. Yes. So here's the, here's the real kicker here, okay? So in episode three, meeting Bill and Frank, uh, in the game, none of that, okay? When you meet yeah. Bill, he is still a prepper. He has rigged up booby traps all around the city. Uh, The city is much more enclosed. It's more like what you see in episode four or like um, think the old port, you know, lots of narrow alleys, lots of brick buildings, lots of um, businesses. So it's not the big spread out, you know, little suburban area that we see in this episode. It is a very enclosed space. And Bill is a fucker. Bill is an asshole. Bill in the game is what would have happened if he never really got together with Frank. Um, So there's no Frank in the game? So here's the interesting thing. Bill kind of alludes in the game to how he had a he had somebody once, somebody that he cared about, and that's what'll get you killed in this world is having somebody to care about. So then he has a truck, but he's like, you know, you could try to get it running. Well, it's got no battery. And there's they they track it through the city and they find Frank hung himself. And he left a letter that said, fuck you, Bill. I always hated you. Now I don't have to look at your face again. I'm sick of this world. And you just Ooh. basically drove me away. So that's what we got in the game. You know, it was just these two guys that they kind of alluded were maybe a couple at one point or at least partners. Um but it was just when you meet Frank, he's dead. He hung himself because he got bitten and he was infected. And he was like, "No, I'm going out on my own terms. Go fuck yourself." And Bill is just a crotchety, crazy guy. So to see all of this and to see the, I mean, this is beyond even a 180. This is just yeah, night and yeah, day. Yeah, that is
0: that is legit completely different.
1: And yet they still did draw from the game because, like, I think I sent you the thing, the side by sides, and the the outfits that joel and ellie put on at the end that he gets from the house are picture perfect from the game like that is what they were wearing when they were driving when they were walking across the country etc so okay. yeah th- this episode uh i also liked that they did give us the full explanation as joel and ellie were walking down the road you know, she's like, how could everybody have gotten infected all at once? And he's like, well, you know, the best that they can figure was it was in some kind of flower product. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I thought that was great as well because we've <clears throat> been curious about it and it made yeah. it made sense. Yep.
1: He said, you know, people ate it on Thursday night by Friday, the world had gone to hell. You know, everyone was sick uh, by Monday. It was all over. It was done. Um, no, nope. So that was cool. Um, also, it's a little nod, but they did say that it was a nod when you first boot up the game, like all you're greeted with is like a close up of a wall with a window. And there's like fungus kind of growing up on the sides of the wall. And it just says, you know, press X to start. And then you pick new game or whatever. Um, So the final scene of this episode where they panned out, you saw the open window and the breeze blowing. It was, they did do that as an homage to that opening scene of the game. So that was a nice little touch. That's cool. So episode four.
0: Yeah. So it's Ellie and, and Joel on the road mm-hmm. um, on the way to Wyoming. So we learn about how Joel ended up in Boston, mm-hmm. you know, not detailed, but just like, yeah, he and his brother, Tommy and Tommy's a joiner we know about Tommy now like we know he joined the militaries in Desert Storm and then he joined this other outfit and Tommy and and Joel joined with him to keep eye on him and they made their way to Boston and they did some things along the way they had to do to survive you know Mm -hmm. like when they get booby trapped in Kansas City and he's like I've been on both ends of that because she's like how did you know what that was you know we learned that they got to you know Boston and then Tommy joined the Fireflies because of a girl and then he's left the Fireflies now apparently and (laughs) You know, he's a joiner, uh, and he's on his way to find his brother. What if you don't find him? I will. But what if you don't? What if he's not there? How are you going to find him? I'm persistent. I'm
1: persistent.
0: <laughs> you know? Um, so I enjoyed that. You know, them driving along, you know, they had to stop to get gas, which I liked because that at least makes sense. He talks about gas doesn't get him as far as it did because it's so wa- – it's it's practically watered. It's been so exactly. long. Exactly. It broke you know? down. Um. Them, them sleeping in the woods, like I like how they they're establishing the drive and everything. And they they went a long ways. I mean, from just outside Boston to Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, yeah. Kansas, that's a long friggin' way.
1: When he said uh, when they were sleeping out in the woods, and she's like, you know, what if an infected comes up? And he's like, no, it's too spread out out here to have infected. He's like, there's other things out here like people. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you think they'll kill us? No, I think that they've got much darker intentions.
0: Yeah. Which is a little scary. Sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I like they're establishing like, uh, Ellie reading from that puns book and they're yes. kind of bad. And then she finally gets him like at the end of the episode when they're sleeping in that, that room or whatever, when she's just like, do you know that diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes." Yep. And he's just like, <laughs> <clapping>. it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but you're laughing. You know what I mean? Like they're uh-huh. earlier in the episode, he talks about family and this and that. And Tess was like family. And this is what you do for family. And she's like, but I'm not family. And he's like, no, you're cargo. Yep. That was harsh. That that hurt her a little bit. But,
1: but you notice like it hurt her, but for just a second. And then she kind of like bounced right back. Just the well, same way that when she shot that guy, she kind of, you know, yeah. did the quick wipe away of the tears and like, nope,
0: nope gotta be tough gotta be tough but you obviously know that they're going to establish some sort of relationship you know a daughter father relationship at some point
1: they you would assume to.
0: so they have to um i can't speak on it because i have played the game so i know what's right going on. right um well i mean they again they have to okay uh You know, there's a a tractor-trailer jackknife blocking the tunnel, so they can't go on the interstate. They have to go through the city, which is a huge mistake.
1: Uh. (laughs) I love when they're – okay, so this took me back to – remember that time that we went to see Evil Dead the musical? And we were driving through the same block area of Massachusetts trying to find the address, and we're, like, getting heated with each other. Trying to figure out which road yeah. it was on, which road we were on. There are one-way streets, there are side yeah. streets, and we finally saw the Stanchion sign outside of the building. We're like, fine, yeah. we can go park. Like, I liked watching their thing where he's like, "Well, yeah. pay attention to the map," and she's like, "It's my second day in a fucking truck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, like, "Look yeah. at the inset. How would I know that?" I don't even know what an inset is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was good. That was real good.
1: But I mean, my point is that like you and I had had experience with maps and streets and stuff like that. And we got turned around in fucking Boston. So yeah. yeah.
0: But they get booby trapped. The truck gets wrecked. They get jumped.
1: I I love the booby trap too. The guy standing up like three stories, throwing a cinder block down on the windshield. Like, and then of course the spike strips, but that part was just like, it was bang on nice. i like that
0: um they get they get uh, shooting and frank kills a copy I mean, um joel kills a couple guys and then another guy jumps him and he's fighting with him and frank's getting kind of choked with a gun and then ellie climbs cool. back out joel i mean gets climbs back out of the wall and shoots him doesn't kill him but <laughs> it hurts him pretty bad stoves him up and then joel makes her climb back through the wall and then he finishes the guy with a knife um Now,
1: I want to talk about that for a second because this is another point. Well, not just that. So a lot of times you see movie shows, you know, the big firefight and they're shooting back and forth and people just keep firing until, you know, everybody's dead on one side. This time there were two guys that were hunkered down firing at Joel and he was firing back when he shot and killed one of them. His partner screamed out he's like you son of a bitch and stopped firing on joel and went to check on his friend which gave yep. joel the opportunity to move to the back like that is and they really in the second game tried to get into that kind of stuff of like you know the companionship so it's not just oh we're a bunch of people shooting at this guy like he right. was bothered that his friend got shot and he's like you son of a bitch and then he got aggressive
0: about it hmm. and then he got himself shot and dead
1: Yep, and then the guy that came in the back door was going to choke Joel out. Like yep. you heard him, he was like, "You were going to fucking pay for that, you son of a bitch!" Like this yep. wasn't just they were going to kill a person. He's pissed. You killed my friends.
0: except my friends. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um. So they I go on the that run. Realism. We find out that uh, Fedra has been overrun by the people, it, and you could see this happening. But I'm sure oh, you could see this happening absolutely because Fedra is day and not. Age completely linked together right
1: yeah um, and this group of people basically probably had enough of their militaristic rule and yep. said fuck it
0: but also now they're almost as worse mm. from the looks of things which they talk uh, about at the end in
1: the behind the scenes thing
0: yeah there's a leader the leader the girl there the actress you know she usually plays pretty minor pathetically human being roles you know what i mean like melanie linsky she usually gets walked over and everything she's in. And in this one, she's like the leader of this rebellion people, mm-hmm. but she's looking for Henry and Sam and we don't know who they are, but we think we meet them at the end. So, yep. And I do like the fact that, you know, Ellie brings up the point to Joel, like, well, can you even hear them? What do you mean? Well, it seems like you have trouble hearing out of your right ear.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what happened there, you know? Yeah. Joel and Ellie are basically laying low you know they they hide in a shop and again we're getting into the like the gritty realism where he's looking out and he's like it looks like they're looking through apartment buildings first we should be fine for now once we hear no trucks we're going to head for that the tallest building in the city and we're going to get up on the top get a lay of the land so that we can move on um which all of that made sense you know they're looking for two people who are holed up somewhere so they're going to go to apartment buildings they're not going to be going to a a dry goods store or something like that right this was a this episode was shorter it was like 45 minutes
0: oh it was a lot shorter and watching it's like well they're going to be in Missouri for the, or Kansas City for the night that's for sure mm-hmm. because again they go to sleep and then Joel gets woken up by Ellie, who's like, or Ellie, who's like, hey, hey. And then you see a black gentleman with a gun on Ellie and then like a kid with a gun on Joel. And that's got to be Henry and Sam. And then if you watch episode, you know, scenes from next week, seems like they're working together. Yeah. Now, are you familiar with these characters from the game? I am. Um, Only those two characters, though.
1: Uh, And they kind of talk about it in the behind the scenes. But um, so at this point in the game, they're only in Pittsburgh. Um, this, this whole trek across the United States takes pretty much a year, um, in the game. Like the, the pieces are broken up by declarations of seasons. So like you'll, you'll get through a major part of the game and then you'll see that they're in a new area and it'll say fall. And then they're in a different area and it'll say winter. Like this takes a long time, but I can understand if they're trying to do it all in on one season of a show, They can't do that. You know, they can't have these people taking 6,000 episodes to get across the country. So they sped it up quite a bit to get them to Kansas City. And that's fine. That's fair. You know, there's not a lot out there in the world. And even in the game, there would be parts where you'd do something and then they would just be cities, states over afterwards.
0: I liked... How they're driving down the road and they make the point of saying, like, the military came through these giant plow trucks to push all the vehicles out of the way so they get their tanks down the road. Yep. That's why the road's clear.
1: Yeah, because you know? Julia said the same thing. She's like, where are all the cars? And then we see all the military vehicles and it's like, yep, that's where they went. They pushed them right out of the way. Yep. So I thought that was cool. Um, so the, uh, the pun book was a yeah. big thing in the game. Um, Because Ellie would do that. Like you'd you'd get to these places where you could just kind of like loot and relax a little bit. And she was always pulling that out, giving you the dad jokes, the puns. It was fun. It was charming. Um, so I'm really glad. I said that from the beginning. I was like, look, I don't know. It's not a spoiler, but I really hope that they incorporate this into it. And so as yeah. soon as she pulled it out, Julia's like, I'm so glad I knew that that was a thing. Because um, that was a huge part of it. Like you could go watch clips of that. Uh, yes. So when they were in Pittsburgh, as the guy said at the end of the episode in the behind the scenes, the, the characters that jump you and that trap you are just an obstacle. Kansas city. Yeah. Well, no Pittsburgh in the game. So, right. But yeah, you're right. He did
0: say like in the game, this was just an obstacle. Now we've given them a face. Yep.
1: Um, they tried to make them more realistic. They tried to make them more human. I get that. Um, yeah. The, uh, I I did, I love the gasoline thing because like you said, you know, it breaks down. It doesn't just sit there as gas. So you've got to get it from the very bottom and stop after a little while because then you're just sucking water out. Um, And trying to think here. Oh, I don't know if you caught this in the behind the scenes, but her number two, the guy with the long gray hair, he was the actor who played Tommy in the game. And that's why he okay. was like, you know, Tommy was a great character. I was so glad to bring him to life. Now I'm getting this opportunity to do
0: something else in <sighs> okay. the show. All right. So uh, Tommy was his brother. Okay. Yes. All right.
1: Yeah, yep. that's right. Okay. Yeah. So he, he was the. Yeah. So he was the voice actor for Tommy. I don't know if he did the mocap for him. He might have. <laughs> um,
0: but. Well, hey, we are cool. enjoying the hell out of the show. Oh, it's such a good show. Yeah. It's so it's, good. It's become, you know, destination viewing for us. And I'm enjoying the hell out of Poker Face and, and whatnot. Dude, so I'm glad we have those.
1: Ep- episode five is this week, and there's only nine episodes this season. So we oh, basically race? got – No, no. Uh, last, last, last of Us. Yeah. So we got five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. So we got five episodes left.
0: It seems like, oh, wow, we got a good thing going here. We can make a lot of money with this.
1: hmm But – They specifically did say that they were not going to go beyond the games. So right now there are only two games again, September 26th. We could get an announcement that there's a third game coming. You know, Neil Druckmann was one of the behind the scenes people this week talking about the world that he's created and everything. So, you know, we'll see. But as of right now, there are two games.
0: Is Ellie significantly older in the second one than the first one? Uh, I don't think so. Like, 14 to I don't think that it, maybe five years. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel.
1: I am the Quantum Geek G33K. That's our show. We'll talk to you next week.